Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. This podcast is a place where we normalize and share all things taboo, such as talking about mental health, struggles with anxiety and depression, going through divorce, experiencing grief, navigating adulthood, navigating addiction, getting into AA, and a little bit of everything in between. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Faith Friday, an episode we do every Friday where I share something I'm learning in the world of faith. And right now we're actually talking about the book of Matthew. We left off a couple chapters into the book of Matthew last Faith Friday. So if you want to pause and go back and listen to that episode and then listen to this one, feel free. But we're going to pick up talking about the Beatitudes today and then really just talk about all the miracles there are in the book of Matthew. But before we get into that, I want to share with you guys something that I struggled with whenever I was first launching these Faith Friday episodes. So whenever I first started this podcast, I originally started it to share about mental health and to share about my journey with anxiety and depression and go into therapy and taking mental health medication and all these things that I thought were super taboo. And then as I started sharing with that, then I kind of got like these pings of like, ooh, now you need to share about your addiction. And then I did that. And then I kind of got these pings that was like, ooh, now you need to share about faith and, you know, Faith Friday. And so I just kept feeling like I was getting these pings to like start Faith Friday. And One day I was praying and I was like, Hey God, I feel like you've been, you know, kind of calling me to do these faith Friday episodes. And here's the thing. I'm not going to do them because it's not really on brand for me. Like whenever I started the podcast, I started to be a mental health podcast. And then I kind of felt called to start talking about addiction. So then I did that. Now you want me to add faith? Like it's too much. I'm not doing it. Like, no, Mm -mm. started this talk about mental health. Like we're not, we're not going to share about faith. That's like too much. And literally I had this like kind of debate with God, if you will, back and forth for like a couple months where I kept getting just like this feeling of like, you need to do faith Friday. And I was like, "Mm, thanks God. But like, that's not really on brand for me. And looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was literally so silly to feel like I needed to start sharing this piece of my life and feel like I'm not going to because maybe it's too vulnerable or what will people think or, you know, whatever that looks like. So I love sharing kind of like the after of things that I'm afraid to do that I do on this podcast or just in life. So I wanted to share that story before we get into today's episode, just to kind of normalize that if you're taking a big step to do something that's vulnerable or share, you know, one of your passions with the world and you feel afraid to do so, that is totally normal. But sometimes you just have to do things and you have to do them afraid. All right, so let's get into Matthew. So we're going to start talking about the Beatitudes. So the Beatitudes, I think is so cool. So it says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who persecuted for righteousness' sakes, and theirs is in the kingdom of heaven. And that's just like a few verses, but I love those verses because they really show that if you're merciful, if you're good to others, mercy will be shown to you. 
and also how important it is to be a peacemaker. And uh, I think those are just so such important lessons. And so then it goes on to talk about how you... Uh, Everybody has the ability to be the light of the world for somebody else. Everybody has the ability to share light, to share happiness, to share whatever it is with the world that allows you to help others or add value to other people's lives. And then it goes into a lot of things talking about anger and uh, I really struggled with anger for a very long time, especially when I was in my addiction. I drank if I was angry. I drank if I didn't want to feel angry. I drank if I thought I was going to feel angry. And at the end of the day, I just ended up suppressing all these things that I just needed to really release. And so in the anger section, it talks about having love for your enemies. And it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And let me tell you, this was one of the hardest lessons for me. So whenever I first started going to AA, going through recovery, all these things, I really, really struggled with anger and resentment. And I had all this anger and resentment towards like 712 people in my life. And it was just really excessive and really out of control. So I was sharing about this in AA one time and somebody told me that I should pray for the people that, that irritate me, that get under my skin. And I was like, um, no, thank you. I'm not going to give that a try. That doesn't sound fun. And people kept suggesting it to me. And finally somebody was like, here's the deal. Try it for a week. If nothing happens, you can literally never do it again, but seriously try it for a week. I was like, fine. So I start praying for literally every single person. Like if I'm like driving down the road and I get like a like ping of like anger or resentment towards somebody that pops up in my mind, I would just immediately pray for that person instead. And I have no idea what happens when you pray for the people that you low key or high key can't stand, but something happens where you just literally release that anger and you no longer worry about that person. And honestly, it is so, so freeing. And that's something that took me a long time to learn. And a lot of people gave me that advice and I was not willing to take it. So this is me giving you that advice because I think everybody struggles with anger or resentment in some capacity. And if you can give those people that you're angry at to God and just pray for them instead, I promise that anger and resentment will go away. And honestly, it's so crazy when it does. So it also goes on to say, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And in the Bible times, I feel like the tax collectors were like the like evil people of the day, if you will. And so I love that because it just reminds you that if all you do is love those who love you, like anybody can do that. Being able to pray for people that you don't like or that get under your skin in order to take your power back and release that anger towards them, honestly, that is winning and that is like top tier emotional intelligence. So then it goes on to talking about treasures, talking about worldly possessions. And I used to be a big material girly. I loved material possessions. I loved to have the newest, latest and greatest, whatever. And it was really not a healthy way to live. And the older I've gotten, the less I've been interested in material things. And the more I've been interested in being able to spend my money on experiences and self-care and different things like that. And I feel like that shift of caring about uh, 
having money to buy material things versus enjoying money because I can spend it on doing things for myself and going places and different things like that. I feel like that shift in money mindset honestly was huge for me. So it also goes on to talk about how no one can serve two masters. And for me, I really struggled with this, that before I actually gave up alcohol, I started re-entertaining like my relationship with faith, but I literally could not get a good relationship with God because I was so badly in my addiction. And then once I finally like gave up that other master or that addiction, I was really able to finally be able to focus on my relationship with faith, my relationship with God, and really see that grow and flourish. So the next piece talks about how you should not worry, and it talks about how you should not worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. And I love that those very specific things come up, because I feel like all the time as humans, we're like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What's for dinner? What am I going to drink? Like All these different things. And then it goes on to say that uh, the birds of the air... They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And ooh, I love that because God's literally being like, hey, you're so worried about what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat, but like the birds don't worry about that, and they don't have jobs. They don't do any of this. I just provide for them, so trust me to provide for you. And then we go on to talking about judging others. And it says, do not judge so that you may not be judged. And one thing about me is I used to be a very judgmental, petty girly. If I could come up with any reason to judge somebody, I did, probably because I was insecure. And it was just a very vicious cycle. And then eventually I started to realize like, oh, wow, these things that I had judged people for at some point in my past, I would end up in situations where I was like, man, I cannot believe I judged that person because turns out it's not that hard to end up in that situation. And it was just such a lesson for me over and over again of just being like, wow, I do not need to judge anybody else because I don't know their story. And I also love the saying that says that you can't judge other people because you can't judge people for the choices they make because you don't know what options they were given. And I really love that because it really puts into perspective that you can't judge people for where they're at because you don't know what options they had available to them in order to get there. So then we go on to talk about the narrow gate and If you guys don't know about the narrow gate, the narrow gate is basically like taking the narrow path in life. So you have the wide path that is where you can have your addiction and your materialistic things and your drama or gossip or, you know, kind of whatever those negative things are that you gravitate towards. But if you have all of those things, you can't truly have like the peace of having a full fulfilled relationship with God. So you have to give up a lot of those things and take the narrow path in order to have a more happy and more fulfilled life. And whenever I first heard about this concept, I was like, that doesn't sound fun. I'm not going to give up things to be more happy. That sounds crazy. And then I learned the more I gave up these things that I thought that I needed, the happier I became. And it was so wild to watch it just happen. So I really love the book of Matthew because it talks so much about 
practical life lessons. So next lesson, it talks about Jesus stilling the storm. And this is the story where they're in the boat. There's this big windstorm. There's waves. And meanwhile, Jesus is down there asleep. So the the disciples, they go down there, they wake him up and they're like, Lord, save us. We're perishing. And he says, why are you afraid? Ye of little faith. Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. And I love this because so often I think we're going through things in life where we're like, hello, God, are you asleep? Are you not watching this? Why are you letting this happen to me? Why haven't you done something about this? And meanwhile, I think a lot of times in those situations where we're expecting God to work a miracle, he can, but we have to do the work as well. There's a piece we need to do. There's something that we need to learn from. We need to do, we need to act on. And then I truly think once we do whatever our thing is, then God will always do his piece. And, uh, this book is a book really of healing. It talks about so many miracles. Jesus heals a paralytic. It talks about Jesus healing people that are demonic to blind men, somebody who is mute. And then it goes into talking about the mission of the 12. And so there, Jesus had 12 disciples in the Bible. And so it really goes on to talk about how he is telling them at this time, you know, hey, I want you to go out and cure the sick and spread my word and cast out demons and all these things. And then he goes on to say, you received without payment, so give without payment. And this resonated with me a lot because that's very similar to the concept of AA is a big piece of the concept of AA is that you're supposed to give unto others freely that which was given unto you, meaning giving back in the AA community, telling people about AA, being open and honest about your journey so that way other people can, you know, realize that places like AA exist and I always love finding just different things in the Bible that tie back to AA because if you guys did not know this, AA is actually very like faith and spirituality based. The like one of the first couple steps is turning your life over to the care of God as you understand him at that time. And so I just love finding those correlations between AA and the Bible and just really being able to understand kind of where some of these concepts come from. So then we go on to talk about more miracles. And this is also the book where Jesus feeds the 5,000. He walks on water. He heals the sick. He does all of these miraculous things in the book of Matthew. And so I just thought it was so cool to just go through and just read all these amazing miraculous things that Jesus was able to do while he was here. So then it goes into the parable of the lost sheep. And this is the concept where like if you have 99 sheep and one sheep is missing, you're still going to go find that one sheep. And I love this as it relates to you may be the one person that's not a believer that, uh, you know, God just keeps working on you to become a believer. And you're like, why do you care about me? There's so many other believers. And it's like, God cares about each person. And even if there's 99 people that have come to God, if there's one person that hasn't, like God's going to keep working on that one person until they're able to. And I love that story. And I just think that it resonates so much with showing how much God truly loves us and wants us to be a part of his world. So there are also a lot of prophecies in the book of Matthew. And one thing about me is I think the prophecies are so cool. And if you guys don't know what I mean by that, it's where 
things are predicted or told in the Bible and then they come true. And so Jesus foretells his death and resurrection in the book of Matthew. And then the book of Matthew is also the book where Jesus is arrested. Jesus is crucified. There's a plot to kill Jesus. And uh, the soldiers mock Jesus. And that is really a big chunk of the book of Matthew is the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So literally the whole book of Matthew is just about Jesus going out, working miracles, all these amazing things that he can do for you in your life. And then it goes into his death and resurrection being produced being prophesied, then it happens, then he rises from the dead. And that is really where the book of Matthew ends is the resurrection of Jesus. And honestly, what a great time to be talking about just the book of Matthew as we get here around Christmas time. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys for this episode of Faith Friday. Like I said last episode, I'm going to start doing on Faith Friday more unpacking of what I'm reading in the Bible, but I'm going to try to do it in a way that's digestible and a way that ties back to life experience because that's personally how I learn best. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will link in the show notes some different resources for Bible readings and journaling and different things like that if that's something that you're interested in wanting to explore more. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Faith Friday. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please click the follow button to get alerts for new episodes. And please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And of course, if you listen to this and you were like, you know who needs to hear this? My best girly pop, my mom, my sister, whoever. Please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.